America. We are endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. And without further ado, as he's sitting there like a great big horse ready for the Kentucky Derby this next weekend. Yeah. yeah. It is this next weekend. Ooh, I love watching that. Yeah. yeah. Have you got a favorite? I, I don't really. You know, if it was somebody that was, I thought could be a triple crown winner, then I... But I, I'm not that familiar with those that are running this year. You know, there's only one or two that really stand out that I've seen run at various races on that horse racing channel, you know, prior to the Kentucky Derby. I don't think, and I agree with you, there's going to be a triple crown winner this year. Last year was close. Yeah, close, but Fun. no cigar. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Speaking of which, uh, in the old days, a lot of cigars and everything, but uh, what are you going to talk about this morning? I'm going to talk about a horse thief. Oh, my. And you know how they were treated in the Old West. <laughs> they used to find a stout limb. Yeah, yeah. Well, Okay, uh, there's something I could say about that, too, and I might. But uh, So I'm taking this firsthand from a guy that came out west, and r- this is his word. So I, I put more stock into somebody's personal journal and writings than something second or third yeah, hand. Kind of a passed-down story, yeah. Right. So, But uh, w- this was just a young man. Him and his brother came out, and they uh, were headed to Idaho, and uh, there was a guy that, said, you know, okay, Idaho's a great place to go, but he he wrote a little song for these two brothers. A song. A song. Like in... A song with the guitar. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. (laughs) (laughs) So here's some of the words he wrote. He said, and singing this, which I won't do. Uh, Please don't. Yeah. He says, hurrah, hurrah for the UP road and a ride over the rolling plain. We are going out to Idaho and intend there to remain. And if the Indians capture you, you will be lucky to save your head. They have a habit of taking your scalp unless your hair is red. Unless your hair is red. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, it, it, it rhymed it with... It had to be something that yeah, rhymed. it had okay. to rhyme with that. So he was trying to intimate that all the Irishmen would be safe. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess. So, I'm going to step out on a limb once more and say, I bet nobody's heard of a guy named Dave Simpson. No comment. And just leave it with that. Okay. Okay, so this guy's name is Charles Walgamot. So I'm going to refer to him. Oh. And you've heard of him probably. Oh, yeah, many times. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this was 1876. Dave Simpson was a blacksmith, and he came from Oregon and settled on the old Oregon Trail at Rock Creek Station, yep. just a few miles from yep. us right here. Yep. And there he started a blacksmith business. Now, he was a single man. It was about 35 years old, and he was kind of a big guy. Kind of, They say robust, which means to me he was... He was a portly son of a gun. He was big. But he had a rather pleasing disposition and manner that kind of enabled him to be friends yeah. with, with a lot of people. Yeah. So, good, uh, good personality type guy. Anyway, uh, after time, it became rumored by the small cattlemen, and I'm going to distinguish between the small cattlemen and the big cattlemen. Okay. All right? 
So keep that in mind as we go along. Anyway, it became rumored by the small cattleman that Dave Simpson was a horse thief and that his blacksmith shop only gave him an excuse for existence. Now, some rumors had it that Simpson was the leader of a gang of horse thieves that operated through Nevada, Idaho, and Montana. Oh, boy. So he was supposedly the ringleader of these outfits. And he ran a blacksmith shop. Yeah, sort of. Okay. But so anyway, if these rumors were true, Dave Simpson must be, in fact, a very peculiar man because he had a reputation for honesty and truth and upstanding among the people that he transacted business with. It was excellent. I mean, Boy, did he pull the wool over their eyes. <laughs> well, he sort of maybe did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he put on a really good front, okay? Uh-huh. But uh, still, it was known that Simpson made a lot of night rides, okay? Oh, really? He yeah. liked to go in the dark. Yeah, yeah. Not glow in the dark. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, uh, however, he could always explain his absences, and from the fact that he was accused of horse stealing only by the small cattlemen, okay? I see. Remember I said that? Yeah. So the people at the trader store and along the stage road, uh, they lightly, thought lightly of the cattleman's accusation, and... In fact, we're disposed to give Dave Simpson a lot of latitude. So, in other words, the small cattlemen were making the accusation that the old blacksmith right. was maybe uh, filling his work. corrals with some of their horses. Right. But the bigger outfits, they just kind of, uh, you know, yeah. he's okay. Okay. Anyway, so under the existing custom and ruling established by the cowmen, they showed a big distinction between horse stealing and the taking of the other fellow's calf. Or cow. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, they legalized one and making the other punishable by hanging without a trial. Uh, and again, at the hands of the small cowmen. Really? So, large cattlemen rarely resorted to these measures of, you know, firing. Well, the little bitty guys couldn't afford to lose those No, they horses. couldn't. No. So, but you know, there's a rule of the Cattlemen's Association about calves. If they did not have a mark or a brand and were not following their mothers, yep. they were termed a maverick yep. and could be branded by anyone having a registered brand. Mm-hmm. Now, it was supposed that the calf should be at least nine months old, but custom kind of maybe ignored that age yeah. limit. You know, they might have been a month old you know, or less. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, if it so happened that a cowman accidentally stole his neighbor's calf and was caught, he was expected to change the brand. Yes. But if a man accidentally put his saddle on the other man's horse, they just pretty well hung him by the neck until he was dead. Yeah, really. I mean, it was tough life. Yeah. And, and there wasn't always a marshal involved. No, no. So here we got Dave Simpson. Uh, and at the t- as time went on, Dave Simpson's habits seemed always to be the same. To go out he at did, night. Yeah. Each day he could be heard pounding, red-hot iron in his little blacksmith shop, and some nights his horse was missing uh-huh. from the picket rope or the pasture. Oh, but, he needed exercise. Yeah, but daylight the next morning always found Dave in his shop and his horse in the customary place. Where did they keep these horses that he supposedly took? I don't know. I'm assuming he... They took him somewhere and sold him, but he yeah. couldn't have brought him back here. Well, did he have cohorts in crime? Uh, yeah, that's oh. the that's the claim. 
I mean, from Montana, Nevada to Idaho. Really? But he w- this occurred right around here. I see. So, anyway, it was a sure thing that no one would personally accuse Simpson of horse stealing unless he was sure that he had the drop on him because Simpson was a good shot. Mm-hmm. He was not a coward, and his six-shooter was just as much a part of his daily dress as was his shirt. So, really? Now, you think of the blacksmith. I don't ever remember seeing a blacksmith carrying a, a six-shooter. Uh, six Do you? Well, yeah, Newley did on uh, Gunsmoke. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, most of the time they didn't. Okay. okay. Well, you asked. I know, I know. Okay. okay. Anyway, you know, the stock business, especially the cattle industry at that time, was in a uh, kind of a peculiar position in the Snake River Valley right through here. Yeah. Now, there was a brand called the Shoe Soul. Yep, right over you, here. Yeah, you, you've yeah. heard that. I've seen it, yep. Yeah. Anyway, it consisted of... Considerably better than a hundred thousand head of cattle. Wow! And that ranged uh, from Goose Creek to the east of us uh, in the summertime, and the lowlands of the Snake River Valley in the wintertime. Yeah. So all all through here. Big outfit. But this made it possible for the small cattlemen to kind of augment their herds very rapidly and still keep within the law. Oh, you don't mean they could have found a few mavericks. A few. And, and and maybe quite a few. <laughs> you know, really, when you stop and think about it, though, Doc, uh, the bigger ranchers like the shoe sole. And knowing that their calf crop, they kept records, even back then, really good records. Wouldn't they know that, hey, man, all of a sudden 20% of their calves are missing? Well, I, I think the thieves were selective. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, because, you know, you got 100,000 cows. You know, a calf might drop and be dead when sure. it drops. Selective and, thievery. You know, yeah. or drown. Or yeah. anyway, so. Anything can happen. Yeah. So anyway, the Cattlesman Association had employed a detective to catch Dave Simpson oh, stealing is, horses. This is sinister. And in cases like this, the detective usually finds his evidence. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, at least this one did. And it was sufficiently that the small cowman determined that Dave Simpson must hang. All oh, right. Oh. Here we go. So he was a dangerous man and against their interests. And that very night, three or four men armed with rifles and shotguns waited in hiding until a, quote, stool pigeon informed them that Dave Simpson had gone to bed in his blacksmith shop. Uh huh. Then, with their guns fully cocked, they entered the door and each man pointing his gun at Simpson's head and they said, Hands up. What do you think he did? I think he agreed. <laughs> and one of the gang said, now, Dave, we're not afraid of you. And Simpson just kind of smiled and said, well, I should think not. Uh, you know, you can just see this conversation going on. So, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. So, well, immediately a horseman was sent east, traveling uh, east and onto the Raft River country, notifying cattlemen to meet at a point designated in the foothills west of Albion, in the cedar where Dave Simpson, after a trial, would be hanged. Now, to our listeners out there... That's just right up here. Yeah. So our listeners, uh, you, uh, think of south-central Idaho, the Snake River, a little town called Albion. Yeah. And th- that's where we're talking, right out here. Yeah. Don't go to Albion Don't if you want to get hung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Charles Walgamont. He, now, he yeah. was just a young man. Charlie Walgamont. Charlie. Yeah. And this is what he said. He said... I was. It was just as we were sitting down to breakfast at the Harrington Ranch that four horsemen drew reins at the front door. Mr. Harrington invited them in. The party consisted of three cowmen with Dave Simpson, who was in irons. 
So he was handcuffed, basically. Now, the cook, who was a man and used to these sudden additions to the family table, soon arranged the extra places, and they all sat down to breakfast, the cowmen having stacked their guns in the corner. Dave Simpson ate with his hands manacled. So Really? So still handcuffed. Now, he knew he was going to probably stretch a rope, and he still had a big breakfast. Well, I don't know how much he ate. (laughs) Anyway, so Charles goes on. He says, of the people who sat at that breakfast table that morning, just one man besides myself is still living. And his name is Asel Murray. All right? Oh, really? Have you heard that name? Yes. All right. So anyway, during the breakfast, there was not a word spoken about Simpson. And immediately after breakfast, both Asel Murray and myself, who were both outsiders, as it were, went to our separate duties and saw no more of this crowd until we were called to an early dinner, Uh which passed on, as did the meal before, with Simpson eating in handcuffs. He's still eating. He's still eating. I mean, man, this guy, he ain't worried. He's he's got a positive attitude. Yeah, I would say. So anyway, it says, at the close of dinner, everyone, excepting Simpson and myself, arose and stepped outside. So he says, when alone, uh, he asked him, he says, what's this all about, Simpson? And Simpson said, I am accused of horse stealing, and from what I can gather from their conversation, they intend to take me to the Cedars, this side of Albin, and hang me. So that was his understanding. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Now, kind of a cool hand Luke yeah, about it. Yeah. So Charles, he said, he kind of felt sorry for Simpson, and he said, Dave, step into that room, the window's up, and opens on the creek, which is heavily willowed from here clear to the canyon. Simpson looked at his handcuffs, hesitated, and before he could act, the door opened, and Simpson was told to come on. <laughs> so he had like a split second. He might have... But, you know, with handcuffs, how far are you going to run? Well, no. well I guess it depends how on... far are you going to run? That's an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, Asel McMurray had been ordered to bring their horses, and the outfit left accompanied by Mr. Harrington. And this is at night? Yeah. Okay. So, I would have liked to bid Simpson goodbye and to say a consoling word if I could have thought of anything, but I did not. He said it was better to treat the circumstances with indifference, and there was no goodbye said. Really? So... Later that night, and this is again him talking, he says, Along in the after part of that night, I was awakened by men entering the dining room and could hear... They're going to eat again? (laughs) Hey, you know, you got to eat. (laughs) Anyway, they entered the dining room, and, and he said he could hear them placing sagebrush on the fireplace fire, and by their voices recognized them as the cattlemen on their return. Okay? So, Charles, he says, I got up. I took a peek into the room. To my surprise, I saw Simpson sitting by the fireplace. Oh, my goodness. Still in irons. <laughs> okay. Now, after breakfast the next morning, you know, they're eating. They're thinking, right? Yeah. So breakfast the next morning, we heard that they were going to send him to Silver City, the county seat, which they did. Mr. Harrington told me that they had taken Simpson to the Cedars west of Albin, where they met a number of cattlemen. They placed a rope over Simpson's neck and gave him a trial. And I'm sure that was a very just trial, right? Oh, yeah. So anyway, he says, a man by the name of James Iverson, who lived at Cottonwood, some few miles west of Oakley, yeah. took it upon himself to talk for Simpson, urging the crowd to turn him over to the law. Harrington, who was a very just fellow, also urged that it would be better for all, and a majority vote to turn him over to the authorities took place, 
and that was the vote. You know, now, let's break this down real quick in the time remaining. That Harrington you're talking about, I believe, now I could be wrong on this, but I believe from what's been told to me, Harrington Fork up there in the South Hills, oh. that's named after him. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that, and that probably is. Yeah. So, anyway, the, you know, uh, Charles says that Simpson probably deserved hanging. Well, what happened to the guy? Well, let me keep going. I mean, well, hurry. <laughs> okay. Okay, so Simpson was never brought to trial. Never? Never brought to trial. And it says, he says, and I doubt if any of these men would have appeared against him. You know, because if he didn't get uh, uh, sentenced, he could come after these guys. Yeah, but wait a minute. I mean, you can't go back to your hometown and live happily ever after. Well, he could have slipped in at night, you I know. See, yeah. anyway, so, but anyway, so he was in jail, all right? Yeah. He was in jail. Down in Nevada. Silver City. Silver City. That's Idaho. Oh, okay. Right? I thought you meant yeah. down in Nevada. I'm sorry. So anyway, it says that he escaped during a jailbreak. And Charles says, and I understand that sometime later was killed when he resisted an officer for a crime committed in Washington Territory. Really? So he must have drifted off up into... So old, old Dave wasn't too good a guy. He skipped the rope, but he caught a bullet. Yeah. Somewhere. Eight lead. <laughs> yeah. So that's the story of Dave Simpson, the horse thief. And... But that's right here. Yeah. I mean, it's from where we're sitting and that grove of trees and cottonwood and everything, we're talking just a matter of a few miles. Yeah. I, yeah. And I love stories that are close by where we live because yeah. you and I can picture. Maybe the rope's still there. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, uh, Black Jack or a uh, uh, Diamond Field Jack. Yeah. You've read that story oh, where yeah. the bullets were found. By this guy just a few years ago. Yeah. That that uh, anyway, that's a story that maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. Or you know, if you want to listen to that story about Diamond Field, go back a few months and we have a story about Diamond Field. Yeah, you've done it many times on yeah. this program. So and that's an interesting story. They have to write Holy cow! Right so, around here. so old Dave Simpson avoided the rope. He was a horse thief, but he got shot. He got shot. Holy! You know. And a lot of those people you mentioned. Yes, I know the names. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and you're I'm, old enough to know them personally. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I went to school with the Simpsons. <laughs> that was a good story. Yeah, I, like I, I know. That. I, I, I like, like to that. think that uh, the the good family carried on. Nah, they did. They did. Yeah. Uh, next week, what are we going to do? Well, I don't know. I've got one about vigilantes, and that's another one. That... You know, they really walked a fine line. Oh, yeah, they did. They uh, they were basically day uh, nice people, and by night they weren't so nice. Well, you know, they sometimes they did what they had to do, and sometimes they did more than it what... It went more so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I do have a story that happened right around us here, too. Good, that, let's that do I, that. I might want to, might okay. want to do that next Any week. of them named uh, Turner? At... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine came from England. They were law-abiding citizens. Yeah, right. Okay. None of them were horse thieves. Yeah, right. I tell you what, <laughs> that we know of. Okay. Uh, good job.